0: Hello and welcome back to another Just Films and that new release special. Remember how I said when I started doing these that it wasn't all going to be about comic book films? Well, this time it's time for another comic book film. Uh, So we're going to be talking about The Flash. I'll try and get to more non-comic booky things later in the year, but to be fair, that is literally what is released all of the time. Um, As with the others, I'm going to try and keep this as spoiler free as possible and the only things I will be revealing are those that are in the trailer. However, if you don't want to know anything at all, then maybe give this a listen once you've seen The Flash film. So the plot then, uh, if you haven't seen the trailers as I say, which spell the entire plot out for you uh, the film is the story of Barry Allen who's The Flash, played by Ezra Miller Uh, Barry is tootling along, fighting crime along with the other Justice League members, uh, all the while whilst trying to prove that his dad did not in fact murder his mum when he was a kid. Uh, Then he realises he can use his powers to travel back in time and in doing so might be able to save his mother's life. He goes back and does that and in doing so we get a whole mess of time travel stuff and chaos theory stuff in which Batman is now not Ben Affleck but it's Michael Keaton and there's no more Henry Cavill Superman and so on and so forth. Uh, just think about the butterfly effect in terms of the plot, not the, you know, mid noughties metal uh, aesthetic. Anyway, let's get into it then. So, look, I've seen a real mixed bag of reviews on this and it is by no means perfect, but overall, I had a pretty good time with it. Nostalgia is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in this film, though. It's chock-a-block full of callbacks and cameos in a way that I think a lot of people thought that Doctor Strange would be. Be, but it, it- it's, you know, but it wasn't, and this is, Um, and it does it for me without really over-egging the pudding. I think it gets the balance quite right for my tastes anyway. Uh, The one most people will know about, of course, is Michael Keaton returning as Batman, and he absolutely smashes it out of the park. To be honest, it's just nice to see him back, and as soon as he came into it, I was just transported back to being a kid, and I loved it. I was so excited to see this film. Having said that, it isn't just nostalgia, because he is the best thing about the film when he is in it. I think he, he owns the screen, not only because of nostalgia but because he's a very very good actor Um, not only that but they give him moments in this to shine and and you know they let him do things that weren't possible for him to do in the 80s when he was in the early 90s when he was batman so you get like a modern take on a on a nostalgic batman which is really really cool and they give him a sort of swan song type of way of you know Giving him all the things that that make him look cool and make him to be at the moment, you know, probably the definitive cinematic Batman in my eyes. But I really loved it. Then that goes hand in hand with the music, as I say, because it's Keaton. They do reuse a lot of the Danny Elfman score, which is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, cinematic score of all time. So it was amazing to hear that again, and that then informs a lot of the other music. So it feels like quite a classic and big and bold score, which I really like. And I think a lot of scores in recent times have been quite samey and quite by the numbers. Um, And I think the best comic book films really do have a bold and classical feeling to their score. And, um, you know, and, and and character themes as well, and this one does as well, it's right on my street. If you think about, you know, classic cinema of the sort of 50s and 60s, it's all around Greek mythology and, and, and biblical mythology and the Bible stories and all that, and I think that, you know, the modern day equivalent of that for a lot of people is comic book films, which is why I think these big, bold scores go hand in hand. In terms of performances, Michael Keaton was my highlight, but it would be hard to talk about this film without talking about Ezra Miller. Listen, I know a lot of people said that the issues surrounding them have uh, cast a shadow over the film, and I could completely see what they mean but ultimately the film is out and I'm talking about it and their performance is a massive part of this film so it's hard to talk around it. Listen I'm not really one for celebrity culture and I'm also not one to comment on a situation that's clearly got a mental health and substance issues woven into it when I you know I'm not an expert on it so I'm talking about the performance because Ezra Miller plays The Flash and is in this film a huge amount. Anyway I think they are great in this. Not only do they play Barry, but they do so multiple times and have a lot to do as all the Barry's he plays have, you know, different backgrounds and energies and stuff like that. So that means they've got to be funny, charming, heroic, damaged, and a whole host of other things. And I think they do a really good job of being charming and funny, but also they they give a real vulnerability to the character. And I think it's interesting to have a lead in a superhero film who is against the mould a little bit and is not your your typical superhero sort of character, if you like. So I thought that was really interesting. Moving on to things that I didn't like. As I said, this film is not perfect in my opinion. The first thing I want to talk about is the effects and the way that the film looks. The reason I put it here is because it's something that I like and dislike at the same time. There's already been a lot of criticism about the way the film looks and people saying the CGI isn't very good or it looks cheap or it looks shonky. And the director's come out in defense of it saying it was a a creative choice. And I have to say, I I believe him. I believe the director because at first I was watching it thinking, this doesn't look very good. The CGI isn't very good. And then I realized there's no way, or you know, Cynics out there may may disagree with me, but there's no way that this much weird-looking CGI can be done in a film of this magnitude you know when cgi is bad it's often the odd moment that really draws attention to it and looks out of place but in this it's constant so i think it it must be a creative choice and once i settled into that i actually really enjoyed it when it's applied well so there are moments particularly towards the big climax of the film where this the the way the cgi and the effects and the look of the film is is it gives it a real golden age comic book feel and that in turn again makes it feel quite mythological and makes it feel quite epic on the other hand as i I also dislike it because there are moments where it used where it really doesn't work and it looks like a bad video game particularly with Michael Shannon's Zod so I really like Michael Shannon really like him as Zod I really like as as an actor I think he's excellent but what he is is not in this film very much when he's on screen they keep him in his Kryptonian armor and I think that's probably because it's mostly or all CGI and he probably came in did a bit of you know a few lines Uh, in an audio booth and had his face scanned or or whatever but to be fair for fourth billion and probably a couple days work I'd imagine he was paid more for this than I'll earn in the next few years so fair play to Michael it's nice work if you can get it and it's a time travel film as well as I've already said so there's very much the feeling for me of don't think about the science because it doesn't really make sense and listen I'm very much in the camp of I'm not looking for accurate science and realism in a film about superheroes who can fly and lift stuff up you know or whatever so Having said that, there are a lot of plot holes and unanswered questions in this film, so I did leave thinking about them. The film's also really bloated. It's really overlong. It's about two and a half hours long, and I think it's probably half an hour too long. They do drag out a lot of scenes, and you spend a lot of time with characters you don't really care about and not enough time with characters I think that you do care about. Anyway, overall, look, there's lots to like in there. There's some flaws as well. For me, it's probably as good as some other DC solo films like Aquaman or Shazam. It's not as good as Wonder Woman, but it's far better than Black Adam. Um, Ultimately, it's a big old nostalgia hit and, um, you know, nothing matters anyway because everything's constantly being rebooted and we'll probably get this film in 10 years anyway. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think over on social media by searching Just Films and that on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Facebook. And thanks very much for listening. We'll see you again next time. Cheerio!